Luke said, upon waking up, let your first thought be thank you. Abraham Hicks said, let upon waking up, let your first thought be thankful. Be thank you, Reverend. I am of the opinion um, that nothing should happen before you tell God thank you. That when your eyes wake open, you should tell God thank you. It was the late Dr. Hayward Edward Joseph Wiggins who said that um, when his eyes opened, he told God thank you just in case he died between getting out of the bed and getting on the floor to kneel down to pray. He told God thank you when his eyes opened, just in case he died between the bed and the floor. Abraham Hicks said upon waking up in the morning that your first thought should be to be thank you. I, I I just believe thank you makes room for more. I believe that God desires us to be gracious and thankful when he blesses us. One of our virtual members asked me yesterday in conversation, what, what did I do to assemble uh, the team that I have for fellowship? And she talked about their professionalism and their loyalty and how she could see that they're all in with Fellowship Church. And she said, what did you do? And I said, nothing. I prayed. And I said, I, I won't dare take credit for what God did. Um, all I can honestly say is thank you that God has put this group of people together in leadership and in pew to go on this journey. My friends, I, I'm inclined to believe what James Cleveland said, that every day is the day of Thanksgiving, that you ought not wait until November, until you are assembled with your family to be thankful unto God. As a matter of fact, Paul said, in all things, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. But our thanksgiving cannot just be limited to the positive in our lives or the good days in our lives. That the older you get in Jesus Christ, you develop a thank you for that which is not so good. Because that's one of the 
true signs of a believer who is mature that when you can thank God in spite of it all. When one of my dearest friends in the earth lost her mother and she was visibly upset and her, as her brother rolled her in the wheelchair where her mom's body was, I, through her tears and through her shock, I heard her say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In all things, give thanks because this is how God is molding you and making you and maturing you and developing you. And all of that won't always feel good. But I don't just thank God when I feel good or when things are going good in my life. I am thankful, number one, just because he's God. I'm thankful because he's good. I'm thankful because he keeps on giving me brand new mercies. I thank him because he, he keeps on putting up with me. I thank him because his grace is sufficient. And so tonight, I know like Langston used, life for you perhaps ain't been no crystal stairs. But do you have enough in you to say, God, I thank you. I thank you. And that while you are feeling sorry for yourself for having a pity party, God woke you up this morning. God gave you the activities of your limbs. God gave you the capacity to think and to use your mind. Thank you. And I hear, I, I actually hear my sainted grandmother in my ear saying, I'm thankful that things are as well as they are. I wish I had a witness out there. That someone could say, no, life isn't perfect. No, yeah, I have a few issues and I don't feel the best. I don't have, uh, you know, a lot of resources. The tension might be a little thick at home. Uh, it might be a little thick at church or on the job or in the marketplace. No, every relationship isn't going well. But watch this, things could be so much worse. And so I know you, perhaps you've had a bad day or you've had a bad month and um, everything around you says give up or be angry or be mad. But I do believe that God blesses those who are thankful. Because again, church, things could be absolutely so much worse. I remember uh, years ago, uh, I was, this is before uh, we started paying bills online. I was, I was, I was, um, I was in my home office writing out checks to pay bills. And I had a stone uh, bad attitude because I was issuing out money. And my mother called while I was paying bills 
And she said, what is wrong with you? But because she could tell I was irritated. And I said, mama, I'm just, I'm just paying out so much money and I'm, I'm, I'm irritated. She said, well, you might want to be thankful because at least you have the money to pay it. There, there is someone somewhere uh, with a handful of bills and an empty checking account. And so I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Maybe you can't get ahead right now, but sometimes you got to be thankful that you're getting by. Maybe you can't go to uh, the concert or the nail shop or get your hair done, but 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 thankful. Just just be thankful you got food to eat. You you got something to put on your feet and something to put on your back and. And 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 look, gas in the car, and bus fare, Uber fare, what, what, however, whatever it is, just be thankful. Just be thankful. And here is the problem with adults: we teach our children not to be ungrateful, and yet we are ungrateful. We, we, we teach our children not, not, not to be ungrateful, be, be thankful that I am providing for you. And yet we who are children of God have the right to be on, we, we, we act like we have the right to be ungrateful to God. My friends, I know you don't feel well. I know you're broke. I know the marriage ain't good. I know the church ain't too good. I know that boss, that coworker. I know deacon so-and-so, brother so-and-so. I know they are bothering you. I know it's rough. I know it's tough. I know you are hurting. I know you are in constant pain. I know you are fighting through anxiety and depression and lack. But again, my friends, it could absolutely be so much worse before you uh, complained about paying your rent or paying your mortgage. If you are in Houston, drive downtown in certain areas and you'll see human beings sleeping on concrete. You'll see human beings huddled up with nothing, living like less than human. And you have the nerve to be able to write a check and walk in your house, lay in your bed with lights, gas, and water while they are on the concrete, while they are living in tents under bridges in Houston, Texas. As I speak right now, and you mad? That's a slap in the face of God. That is a slap directly in the face of God that he has been so gracious to you, so merciful to you, so kind to you, so long-suffering and despite you. And you, you, you mad because... You didn't get the birthday gift you wanted. <laughs> we are so sophomoric in our thinking process. You, you're mad because 
you have to eat chicken and not steak. And someone is hungry right now. And so tonight, I just want all of us to have a spirit of gratitude. Because let me help you with something with this spirit of entitlement. Whatever God has done, is doing, and perhaps will do, he doesn't have to do it, and we don't deserve it. I'll give you, I'll give you time to shout there. When you think about, I don't deserve this. I, I don't deserve brand new mercies. I, I don't deserve grace. I, I don't deserve the long suffering of God. I don't deserve this. Bad credit, but I got the house. I don't deserve. Didn't finish college, but I make more than some who did. I don't deserve this. I've been mean. I've been nasty. I've done things contrary to the will and the way of God every day. And he still wakes me up. He still blesses me. He still makes a way out of no way. And you have the right to get in your feelings and point your puny finger in the face of God because you are having a bad day. Get over yourself. And create a posture of thanksgiving. Oh, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. I know it. I know where my help comes from. I know where my provision comes from. I know where my protection comes from. I know I am standing directly on the promises of God. Oh, give thanks unto not your 401k, not the house behind the gate. Not the certain car, not your degree, not your resume, not your pedigree, not your last name, not your degree. All of my thanks is directed to one person, and that's God. Because what I am, God made me. And what I know, God taught me. And who I am, God made me. One more time. And where I'm going, God going to take me. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, tell me where would I be? And first of all, shout of God, you need to be thankful for today. Yeah, yeah. Psalm 118, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Yeah. Let us rejoice mm -hmm. and be glad. In it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Um, yesterday, I ran across an article of a young girl who is from Arkansas, 18 years old, uh, ran stop sign. 
and her car was hit by a Ford F-150 and she died. 18 years old, beautiful, beautiful black girl. And then today I saw in Georgia, another death of a young African-American girl, maybe 19 years old. We have lost so many individuals who we know and some we don't know because of COVID, because of cancer, because of illnesses beyond our scope. I'm just thankful for today. Yeah. I, I'm thankful that I didn't have a death call during the night. I'm thankful that those in my home woke up. I'm thankful that my family and friends are alive and well. Thankful for today. There are so many people who are taking their own lives as a result of depression and anxiety. People who you think got it all together. They're fighting thoughts of putting a gun in their mouth. They're fighting thoughts of taking pills and drinking a bottle of liquor they're fighting thoughts of taking their own life. So many people today fell asleep. So many people that we'll never know about got their clothes ready for work last night, had their agenda planned at the office for today and never woke up. My friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. It is a gift call today that every day that we wake up, it is literally a gift from God. And how many people do we know are just so consumed with their own stuff they forget to tell God thank you? Angry at life, angry at family, angry at friends, angry because things have happened. And, and it's a gift, but for some it's a burden, so they think. Maybe it's me. But the older I get, the more I think about mortality. I'm not old, I'm only 47, but the older I get. Because what happens is the older I get, the people who helped to raise me and pour into me in my hometown, they're dying out. So I'm getting older 
And I think about mortality. I think about um, things that I, that I struggle with. And that's one of them, mortality. I think about that. Will I go first? Will Nikki go first? What happens if she dies first? What happens if I die first? I think about that. Think about it. And yet I've learned to embrace every day that it is a gift. 18 years old, dead. 19 years old, dead. That's why I don't think anybody should ever be ashamed to tell their birthdays. How dare you be ashamed to tell your age and how old you are? That's a gift from God. This is the day. Never said it would be a good day. Because every day won't be a good day. I don't care who you are. But let me ask you a question. What is a good day? And what is a bad day? Usually a good day is things are happening the way we want them to happen. A bad day is usually when things happen we don't want to happen or it happened beyond our control. We don't like that. So it's a bad day. It's a good day. But any day on top of the ground and the ground ain't on top of you, that's a good day, my friend. And tonight I want to encourage all of us to strive beyond our emotional, our emotions and say, God, listen, thank you for today. Thank you for today. This is the day. And he says, he says, let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's not just the day that he made, he did his part. He made the day. And he allowed us to see the day. But we also have a responsibility to respond to what he did. Our job is to rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. I'm going to rejoice in it. Why? Because I know that God did not allow, did not have to allow me to see it. He did not have to. There is nothing special and unique about me, about you, where God had to allow us to see this day. And the words of the late Dr. Isidore Edwards, for his own reasons, he allowed us to wake up for his own purposes that are beyond all of us. For his namesake, he allowed us to wake up. And again, I'm I'm hope I'm I'm hopelessly old school. Sometimes I'm 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 just a hope a uh, 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 Baptist boy through and through. I hear this in my ear. It's another day's journey. And I'm glad about it. And they would say, I'm so glad to be here. He woke me up this morning and I'm glad. So glad about it. 
Friends, be thankful. Because one day, watch this. One day, you ain't going to be on the rotation to wake up. One day, I won't be on the rotation to wake up. It, that's, that's the cycle of life. But since I have today, and since I have right now, I have one job, to rejoice and be glad in it. You know, one time it was always, you, you, you know, my mother would always read, I don't know what it was, every day she would get the, well, at that time, uh, the newspaper and she would read the obituary section first. <laughs> And uh, at one time, it was always older people who were passing away, 70s, 80s, or people who were uh, sick, uh, people who uh, had health issues, and they were battling certain diseases, and they expired. And now it looks as if that's changed in some cases, that older people are living longer and younger people are dying. Usually old people chilling out right now. They, most old folk like, hey man, I'm, 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 I'm cool, you know, I lived, I'm just gonna chill out until the time comes. It is young people who are stressed out and dealing with this and that and can't sleep and can't eat and can't think. It is young people who are falling apart and dying while old folk are chilling out. Like, I ain't, look, it is what it is. I'm just going to ease on through this thing. And young folk are falling out. This is the day. Well, well, secondly, I'm thankful for my health. Okay. Thankful for my health. Uh, I was reading. Well, no, 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 no. I was I was perusing Facebook. And I saw a quote that someone put up that uh, the wrestler Ric Flair had said, and it simply says this, without your health, you have nothing. Without your health, you have nothing. Uh, in Hastings, uh, in Hastings, Montana, uh, several years ago, uh, this isn't a new story, uh, in Hastings, Montana, several years ago, um, Ivory Angerman, Angerman, Ivy Angerman, was only 18 months old. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Hastings, Montana, uh, several years ago, Ivy Angerman, 18 months old, was diagnosed with a rare condition that made her allergic to water. Even her own tears. 
there. I'll wait. 18 month old. When water touched her body, she would break out into red whelps and, 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 and her skin would blister. Even when she cried, her face would blister, would turn red. And this 18 month old child at that time is still living with this condition and you take a bath and take it for granted. You, you, you take a shower and take it for granted. You, you cry and wipe your tears and your face is fine. But this child has to live the rest of her life and cannot enjoy the touch of water, cannot cry without suffering pain, cannot take a bath, cannot take a shower, And, and you mad because you got a sinus headache. My friends, whatever, what, whatever, whatever health you have left, be thankful for that. Which means that perhaps that sometimes that we have to control habits early in life. So perhaps our health and our bodies won't turn on us when, once we age. And I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to live. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to drink what I want to drink, uh, whether it's full of sugar, full of carbs. And I'm going to live because, you know, Rev, you ain't got but one life. You might as well go enjoy it. But here is the whole thing. What if God extends your life? And you done, you done ate up everything and drunk up everything you could. Now, every day that you wake up, you got a doctor's appointment, PCP, uh, 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 cardiologist, neurologist. Now, some of that stuff is beyond our control. Don't get me wrong. Now, some of that stuff is beyond our control. I get it, you know. Uh, but but you, you can control some stuff. You can control some stuff lack of discipline. And someone said out of control eating usually means an out of control life. If you can't control your eating, you can't control your own life. You are out of control. Because if, if a piece of cake, you can't pass that up, you are out of control. If you can't pass up a Coke, you are out of control. If you can't pass up things that you know will shoot your blood sugar up, run your blood pressure up and you eat that stuff despite knowing the effects you ma'am you sir are out of control and you need an intervention you need help because a donut got you with a monkey on your back jack <laughs> yeah you're out of control you are absolutely out of control and i've been there I've been there. And now you want to eat what you want to eat and want to go to the doctor to fix your foolishness. You done drunk soda, ate cake, drunk, ate pie. Now your blood sugar 700. And now you want the people at the doctor and the hospital to work a miracle because you foolish.
I'm not telling you how to how to how to how to how to eat, how to live, but I, I will tell you this. One of my neighbors back home said to my mother, Gene, if I would have known I was gonna live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Did you hear that? One more time. To my mother, he said, Gene, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. And it's all fun and game until you've got clogged arteries and a, and a heart calf and an angioplasty putting the stent in ain't going to fix this. Now you, they got to cut your chest open because you done, you, done, you done ham hocked and fried chicken and pork chopped yourself to death. Now, now you on insulin shot and peel because you can't you can't control this sugar thing you got going on. You are expanding because you can't control yourself from bread, 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 rice. Oh, I got to have rice. I got to have bread. I got to have potatoes. Ain't me some gravy. Okay, keep on if you want to. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on, Doc. Keep on. Let me tell you something. Diabetes by 2028 will kill more people than cancer will in America. My friends, be thankful for your health, but also watch this. You are in control of your health sometimes. Now, there, there, there are some things you can't control, but some things you can control. And what is it? What 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 makes you so... light or what what makes you so careless when it comes to just taking care of yourself oh you know i i you know i i i you know i'm just gonna eat and enjoy myself and i'm gonna drink well now there you go you got to eat and drink and you don't fulfill down and you didn't got big now i got to come pick you up and break my back no doc you can't no uh-uh this affects this more than you hmm. No, my mind, my eyes. I have friends who have lost toes and legs. Do you hear what I say? Friends who lost toes and legs because they don't have any control. Dickie's grandfather went blind because of diabetes because he didn't take care of himself until it was too late. And diabetes took his eyes. Again, it's all fun and games until the rabbit got the gun. 
Friends, you can't eat everything and you can't drink everything. And don't put this all off on God about your health. You take control of your own health. Take the medicine. Pastor, I'm just tired of taking the medicine. Well, don't take it. But but here it is. If you don't take it and you die, don't, don't call me with all that. And I mean that now. I'm just tired of taking it. Well, don't take it then. But that's on you. It's a pill. Swallow it. Because your negligence will harm mothers and husbands and wives and children who love you. I know you're tired of being sick. I know this is beyond your control. But do what you're supposed to do to stay here as long as you can in the will of God. And I know I ain't in your shoe. I ain't taking 10 for the day. I know that. But you got to push past that and do what you're supposed to do for your life and for your health. Now you're tired of being sick. I'm sorry. I don't know why you got that lot in life, but it's yours. And you got to push past it because other folk want you to be around. So whine, cry, have your moment and get your stuff together and put your big draws on and be an adult and deal with it. Because you ain't got but one life. And so whatever health you have left, be thankful for that. Be thankful that you still can see and hear and smell and taste. Some of you have had, some of you have had COVID. You can't even taste no more. Can't smell no more. You've got to move around. You've got to do something. You can't lay on the couch and watch Netflix and gossip and be on Facebook. You got to go for a walk sometime. You got to allow the blood to circulate. You got to do something. You just can't sit there eating chips and dip all day. Now you big as a house, bad arteries, clogged arteries in your neck, and, uh, your, your lungs bad, your arthritis. And some of you right now, guess what? The older you get and the heavier you get, guess what? You're putting too much pressure on your knees and your joints and your back. And you can't get up without making sounds. That's not how God wanted us to live, man. And whatever help you have left, be thankful for it. No, you don't want to deal with it. Because trust me, I don't want to be sick. Monday going to come. It's, it's, you know, I'm trying to avoid it. Why? Because I know, and, and people always People always, you know, sometimes, you know, well, Pastor, you don't eat this and you don't eat that. And won't you just taste it this time? I know I can't because I have diabetes on both sides of my family. So why put myself in that situation to constantly eat stuff just because people bring it and give it to me? I don't want to be on shots. 
I don't want to be on bail. Pastor, why are you always reading? Why are you always, why are you always, you know, taking this? Because I know why. I have Alzheimer's on both sides of my family. I got to keep my mind sharp. I read purposefully. I memorize purposefully. I got to keep it sharp as long as I possibly can. And some of you know your family history and you still are doing things you should not be doing. Well, one drink ain't gonna hurt, but what if that's the one drink that fins you to liver failure? Well, one drink ain't gonna hurt. Well, what if that's the one drink that shuts your kidneys down. You got to be thankful for your health. Watch this. And I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm, I'm doing this too long. You got to be responsible for your health, man. You got to be responsible for your health. Because you done lived your life and done everything wrong, some of us, health-wise, and now you sick, and now your sickness and bad decisions are impeding on the lives of other people who got to stop their life to come take care of you. Because you wouldn't do right. You see, your health affects more than just you. Now, that which you can't control I get it. You can't control a brain tumor. You can't control a tumor here. You can't control perhaps arthritis, rheumatoid. That, that's some stuff that's going to happen in, in these bodies we can't control. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to start monitoring and be mindful what you put in your body. Because you're not going to be young always. You're not going to be young. You're not going to be young always. You're not going to be mobile always. Be careful. For whatever health God has allowed you to have, man. Be thankful for it. We, we, we take for granted getting dressed. There is somebody who can't get dressed right now. We take for granted taking a shower and taking a bath and doing our hair and brushing our teeth and shaving ourselves. There's somebody right now with, 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 with Lou Gehrig's disease or MS who can't do that right now. With rheumatoid who can't do that right now. And you have the nerve to be ungrateful. And this ain't no little blessing. No little blessing. The fact that you can remember where you put your keys. The fact that you can remember how to get to your job. The fact that you can remember your children's name. The fact that you know who you still are is a blessing. 
I'm done. I was on that too long. Forgive me for ranting. Didn't mean to lecture you. You grown. Uh, but as, as your pastor, as your teacher, I, it's my responsibility not just to care for your soul, but to care for all of you. And let me, and let me show you I'm serious about that. Uh, Jackie Edwards, are you on this? Are you on here? I don't know if Jackie's on here. She might have had a, I don't know if she's on here. No. Be thankful for your help. And some of you need people to talk to you, watch this, and be real with you and you not get offended in getting your feelings about your own health. Amen. Amen. Jackie Edwards was a member of fellowship. She was a member with me at Lions when I was at Lions, and I'm moving on. Uh, Jackie had, I think, I think Faith was about to be born, or Faith was just born, and uh, I called Jackie in my office with her sisters one day after church, and she'll tell you I'm not lying. And I said to her, Jackie, you're fat and you're gonna die soon if you don't change. You're eating yourself to death. And I said, I want you to live long enough to enjoy your granddaughter. And her sister started to cry and she began to cry. And from that moment on, she joined the gym. She watched what she ate. And she had a procedure, there ain't no shame in that. This is my point. I love my people enough, those who can handle it. And I know some can't handle it. But I approached her because God told me to talk to her. And I talked to her. And she wasn't offended. She was blessed. You need people in your life to tell you the hard truth, what you don't want to hear about you sometimes. You drink too much. You smoke too much. You eat too much. You're too big. And Jackie is one of my best people and, and, and loyal to me and faithful to God and to me because I loved her enough and I heard God's voice and I told her, you're going to die, man. You're going to die. I didn't know she was going to cuss me out, get mad, leave the church, never come back. I, I, I didn't know, but I know what God said. God said, talk to her. You need people around your friends to talk to you and tell you the hard truth about you that you don't want to hear. Put the chicken leg down. You ain't hungry. Put it down. You don't need that. Put it down. I get so sick of Nikki sometimes because there that, are that, that, that times I want to do what I'm telling y'all I shouldn't be doing. And there she go. You don't need that. Put it down. And I cuss her out under my breath. But guess what? She's right. I'm done. I've been, again, I've been on this too long. But I love y'all, man. And I, I want us all to live. Uh, be thankful for deliverance. Yes. Uh, yeah. Psalm, Psalm 34, uh, 19. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Friends, let me tell you something. Hear my voice when I tell you this. 
and I'm done. I've been, I've been on here too long. There are times God puts you in a position that no one will defend you. There are times that God will put you in a position, a tough position, a hard position. He'll put you in a place where you can't seem to break from, you can't seem to navigate your way through. There are times God will put your back against the wall on purpose. Why? Because God does not want anything or anyone to deliver you but him. And nothing will work. And no one will come to your rescue and no one will speak up on your behalf and you are angry, you are bitter, you are mad. And God said, like Israel, I put you between those mountains, that Red Sea and Pharaoh, I put you there. You are stuck by my will because I want to show Pharaoh and those around him and with him that I'm able to deliver you without the aid of human help. I'm done. That's all I got. He put you there on purpose. You you want you you want fair by accident. He 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 won't let them call you back. He won't let them come to your rescue. He won't let them be there for you because he wants to show the powers at B if I am for you, tell me who can be against you. He wants to show the folk who are after you. He wants to show life who has put your back up against the wall. If I did it for Gideon, I can do it for her. If I did it for Jehoshaphat and his people, I can do it for him. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, not the lawyer, the Lord, not the doctor, the Lord, the accountant, the Lord, not your best friend, the Lord, not the pastor, the Lord, not boo, not bay, but the Lord. You gonna have to understand and you are in this place for God's glory. You, you are where you are because God's going to show every naysayer who said you wasn't going to make it. It was too late. It was too bad. It was too heavy. It was too dark. God's going to say, no, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. I put you there. I hardened their hearts. I made them turn on you. I made them set you up. I made them sabotage you. I made them talk about you. I made them walk away from you. I made them break your heart. I made them hurt you. I made them trap you so I could deliver. I know this for tonight, but it ain't over till God said it's over. And no one thing, 
God ain't going to show you the whole picture. He'll only show you certain scenes. I told you, miracles are born out of situations. It has to be messy to be a miracle. It, it, it has to get tight for God to deliver you, for it to be a miracle. You have to cry sometimes. You have to wonder sometimes. You have to get angry. But watch this. I'm done. I promise you. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you if you just hold your peace. And the enemy that you see today, you will see them no more forever. That's what God told Moses to tell the people. Shut your mouth. Stand still. Don't try to figure it out. Watch me work. Moses, yeah, Lord, what's in your hand? The rod you gave me, hold it up. And God parted the Red Sea. And Israel walked all night long. My friends, God is about to open up the Red Sea in your life. He has killed the horse and the rider. And Miriam said, since he's been good to us and delivered us, don't get quiet now. Give me a timbrel and let's have some church. He will deliver you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God.